What is up? Welcome in to another post loons after another disappointing Minnesota United loss. This one though uh, hurts a little bit, maybe a lot a bit more uh, than the first three did. <laughs> Joining me is uh, Bridget McDowell from Switch the Pitch and the Minnesota Football Show. Bridget, first of all, thank yeah. you so much for joining me. Uh, Thanks for having me. I feel like this is a reoccurring theme with every guest I have on Post Blues, <laughs> but it's always like, I wish we were talking on better circumstances, <laughs> you know, but but here we are uh, breaking down uh, a team now that is 0-4, and, and this is yep. uh, this loss, needless to say, a little bit different than the first three in the way it all it all went down. Yeah, I mean, you, you start out with a little bit of hope, and you just uh, you crash down that much harder. Yeah, crash and burn in the second half there. Um, as it was just an immediate. I, the second half. I mean, in in the notes, I put you know, I had kept having to adjust what I was putting in the notes because like, oh, in the early portion of the second half, Colorado was mainly on the front foot. Then I was like, okay, yeah. for a large portion of the second half, Colorado was on the front foot. And then at the very end, it's like, you know what? For the whole second half, just Colorado just completely Colorado. dominated. <laughs> yeah, it's just a complete shift at halftime. Uh -huh. um, it, it, much like we saw in the Seattle match. Now the circumstances were a little bit different yeah. um, in the Seattle match, but just, just thinking about how the team looked in the first half being on the front foot yep. this time around, yep. obviously they converted their chances, but then in the second half, just a completely different, different team. Yeah. Totally different attitude coming out of, out of halftime. Uh, yeah, from the whistle, it was all attacking minded. I mean, you had, chances the whole way uh kept pressing forward pressing forward pressing forward and they just kind of came out of the locker room totally flat i mean there were kind of flashes of that but um nothing nothing that really held for them yeah i mean just an all just an absolute struggle to get the ball out of their own final third right or yeah in the, in the second half which was yep. You know, I, I was looking down, kind of reading some of the tweets and, you know, some of that stuff. And just like every time I look up, it'd be like the camera's in the same exact <laughs> position. It has not moved the entire half. Yep. And that that yep. was just the theme. So, um, again, we'll get into more of our big picture reactions, big picture takes a, a little bit later on. Uh, but first, uh, let's kind of move backwards now and, and talk about kind of what we saw before the match. And that was the lineup. Uh, yeah. much different looking lineup from Adrian Heath. We kind of figured being that circumstances were what they were, 0-3, that there would be some sort of shakeup. Uh, and Adrian Heath did just that, a 4-3-3, Reynoso on the left. Uh, you had Dotson on the right. Mm -hmm. is kind of the false nine there. And then a center defensive midfield triangle, basically, with Gregus yeah. at the top of that triangle. And then you had uh, Alonzo on the left and Trap on the right. So a different look. Obviously, at the beginning portion of the match, it, it seemed to pay dividends for Minnesota United. What was your initial reaction, though, Bridget, when you saw that lineup? It it felt kind of bizarre. Um, I mean, I'm not surprised to see him switch to a 4-3-3. We've seen him do that before. It doesn't usually work out, which we'll get into. <laughs> um, but uh, those aren't typically the changes that he'll make. I mean, you expect him to slot in some some player we haven't seen for a while just to try to mix things up and to put pressure on everybody to step up. Um, and instead we just see him take his usual starting 11 and just rotate them around the pitch a little bit differently. Uh, and it, I mean, it, 
worked. You saw that you saw that difference right away, uh, right in those first few minutes. Um, strange look, and I think that's what that's what made it difficult for the Rapids as well, because obviously they've seen the exact same thing the last three last three games. Everyone knows mm -hmm. how they how this team plays now. Yeah. Um, so I think that was it was the right choice in the beginning. But yeah, you're catch, you're catching them off guard, and and in theory. Having having kind of the the three man defensive midfield there does kind of make up for some of the leakiness that we've seen on the Definitely. back line. Yeah. Um. Now, in the second half, obviously we we saw that uh, ne not necessarily come to fruition. But again, yep. um. Yeah, different look. I I didn't I didn't hate it at all. I thought it was kind of interesting. Yep. And obviously, it, like you said, it did catch Colorado off guard. And um. You know, in the, at least in the early going, looked to be uh looked to be a good uh good move by Adrian Heath. Yep. Um. Before we get into our game notes, though, we got to let you know, of course, that. Uh, Post Loons is presented by our good, good friends over at Ninth Street Soccer and Coffee. Um, they'll be doing more Loons watch parties throughout the season. Obviously, with the late start tonight, they did not have one tonight. But if you want to kind of gather and, and you're not one of the uh, the few that gets to go to Allianz Field to experience a match, definitely go uh, consider Ninth Street Soccer and Coffee. You get to hang out with other people in an outdoor environment, socially distant, safe environment, uh, if that's your thing. And uh, just, you know, enjoy some uh, Minnesota United soccer, hopefully soccer that improves throughout the rest of the season. But um, you can also, if you if you want to play some soccer, uh, they have the, uh, they have the pitch there too. Obviously you can book an exclusive field time, sign up for weekly $5 pickup games or, uh, or just, uh, you know, I believe, I think they have like Thursday, $10 extended pickup now too. Uh, a lot of options. If you want to play over at Ninth street soccer and coffee, just go to ninth street, MPLS.com. That's N-I-N-T-H-S-T-R-E-E-T-M-P-L-S.com to reserve that field time, sign up for $5 pickup, or just overall learn more about Ninth Street Soccer and Coffee. Uh, big thanks to Derek and the guys over there for sponsoring Post Loons. Hopefully we can get some better stuff to talk about for Derek and the guys, <laughs> uh, you know, on, on Post Loons. But, uh, you know, uh, unfortunately, the you know, circumstances are what they are at this moment. Um so let's kind of talk about what happened over the course of this match, Bridget. Yeah. Um, go through these game notes here. Um, right off the bat, we saw just an attacking presence and attacking mindset that we really hadn't seen since the Seattle match for Minnesota yeah. United. Um, first quality chance there as Reynoso finds Lode, uh, who goes you know, basically full and one mixtape on the Colorado yes. defender. They're an excellent little move uh, to end up with a shot. Obviously ends up right at keeper William Yarbrough. Uh, but that was sort of a prelude to what we would see kind of throughout the, the rest of the first half. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Then, he, he was pressing right from the beginning and yeah, which was nice. Yeah. And that, that high press, obviously, uh, you know, they can, they continued to go with that. Um, and that continued to work and at least in the early going in terms of creating solid chances. Now the flip side of that though, as we saw in the ninth minute is that you're susceptible to the counter um, and rapids hit on the counter right away there in the ninth minute. Uh, Michael Barrios nearly scores from the left, ends up going off the post. Um, but that's, again, that's kind of the, I guess, the the balance that that you, uh, or the sacrifice that you make by high pressing exactly. is you do, you know, allow teams a much better opportunity to hit you on the counter and create a solid goal scoring opportunity like we saw there in the early going for Colorado. Yeah, and at least it was, I mean, with this press, it, those shots were from distance rather mm. than allowing them to get right up right up in front of goal. Um, yeah. So he really just had to go for the volley there. Uh, would have been a Galaza if he had scored that, yeah. but thankfully, 
thankfully this time off the post. I'm not going to um, lie, though. I thought it was going in. I, just considering so the way yeah. things have gone, I'm like, you know what? This is going in. You know, we've had we've had the, the great, you know, yep. got out on the front foot again, but we're going to go down 1-0 here. And yep. uh, luckily that didn't happen. Um, and then we get up and then we get our first goal. Uh, Reynoso off the free kick just, I mean, continues to be the guy from Minnesota United, the guy beautiful they can turn shot. to. Yeah. Uh, just a beautiful, beautiful uh, goal off the free kick there um, to put the loons up uh, 1-0. Um, just, I mean, what what more can you say? I mean, <laughs> Reynoso is, he is, he's been as advertised, been worth every penny for Minnesota Definitely. United since they got him. Um, eight minutes later, Lode gets a run out pass. And instead of forcing a shot, very unselfish pass to an unmarked Dotson who finishes in the back of the net. All of a sudden, 25 minutes in, yep. 2-0, you know, things are things are looking good. You do still have that in the back of your mind, even at that <laughs> point, though, Bridget. They're like, okay, yeah, we're up 2-0, but <laughs> we know what can go wrong here. But at least finally some positive vibes for this Minnesota yeah. United team that we have not we had not had so far this season. And just to see, I mean, you could see the, the smiles on every single one of those faces mm-hmm. and just a sigh of relief, like, okay, yeah. We, yeah. we can do something with this. Let's go. Yeah. We can score. <laughs> we can <laughs> score. We can score consistently. Um, that was really it for, uh, you know, Minnesota United there in the first half. Um, Colorado started to wake up there in stoppage time of the first half. And that really leaked over into the second half, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a three-minute stretch there from about the 54th <laughs> to the 57th minute. That was just absolute insanity. Mm-hmm. You have deflections, clearances, shots, clearances, header clearances, header shots. Uh, and then you have Cole Bassett hitting the post. You have Ritala clearing a header off the line that went over the head of St. Clair. Like insanity. And then unfortunately, all ends up with another short clearance right in the breadbasket for Kellen Acosta with just add it to the many galazos that have happened in mls this season it seems like that's the only way people score in mls this year is just straight bangers and that was that that was what happened with acosta just a a beautiful goal and honestly clearances could have been better i think minnesota in that sequence could have done a little bit better to try to clear uh but you also just kind of have to tip your hat to kellen acosta at that point just a beautiful goal there was so much going on there and he happened to find just a perfect there was one camera angle where you just saw from right behind him and straight down to goal and just one clear perfect channel and nobody had a chance at it and for him just to just to see that open up and take it uh yeah great look yeah before we move on, do want to let you know that you can uh, leave a comment. We will uh, we'll put it up on uh, on the stream here, and we'll talk about it. If you have any comments, questions, just want to air your grievances here uh, on the post loon stream, we'll be very happy to do so. Uh, we'll also be uh, since uh, since Bridget's on the show, we, uh, we want to give some of our best uh, eight word reaction tweets that we've seen <laughs> on the feed uh, a little bit later on. But get the you know leave those comments. Make sure you subscribe if you're here and you're not already subscribed. That's huge. Also, give us a thumbs up on the stream if you are watching on YouTube as well. Um, definitely um, makes a difference there. Um, but yeah, so 2-1, you know, tip your hat to the Kellen Acosta goal. You know, it's not the end of the world. You obviously, that anxiety is starting to creep in uh, for sure. Yeah. Um, then we get uh, something you obviously don't want to see for a Minnesota United fan, and that's uh, a laboring Roman Metinair. Uh Ethan Finley has to come on for him as this, you know, and that was just started. You started to kind of feel the house of cards falling mm-hmm. 
in that sort of situation. And then five minutes later, Dane St. Clair, I think one of, if not maybe the only mistake he has made since he started, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, since he got the call to be uh, between the posts for Minnesota United, comes off his line, stop a Sam Vines cross, can't hold on to the ball. And that obviously leaves a wide open net for Bassett, who uh, yeah. at the right place at the right time there. And all of a sudden, 2-2. Two, two. Yeah. And it, it did take a weird bounce there as well. Um, with the, the rain was not working in his favor. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was the first time that we saw a very clear uh, just to see him with on one for, Yeah, in a moment like that. Yeah, um, you, you almost bad, you know he, bad I mean, timing. Yeah, bad timing for it, but at the same time, he's been so good. You almost you can't really be mad at him for it. It's his first, it's first, like I said, first real mistake since yeah. he uh, since he's been the starting goalkeeper. But anyways, yep. it does come at an inopportune time. Uh, now we're at two two in the seventy first minutes, um, and then in the eightieth minutes, uh, an interesting substitution choice for Adrian Heath, one that obviously was not very popular on the Twitter feed, Brent Coleman. <laughs> comes on for Emmanuel Reynoso. Uh, and this, to me, kind of solidified Heath sort of at that point, playing to just kind of bunker down and and, and play for the point from there on out. Uh, you know, satisfied with the draw at that point if he's going to bring on a defender for, yeah. you know, your 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 best goal-scoring chance creator <laughs> at that point. And you could tell the Rapids saw that, and it really just telegraphs that, you're you're playing for the point and you'll you're happy to settle for the point and they started to pour the pressure on again Mm -hmm. you almost you almost and i thought this as common went in i'm like this is good but you have you're already so far on the back foot (laughs) like playing for the point i almost think the best way to do that would have been to have be more attacking minded yeah right yeah. Like your best your best defense in that case is a good offense. Like like you know, keep keep the ball out of your own third and advance up the pitch and and put yourself in a better positional position for lack of a better term in terms of your attacking presence. But there was just none of that in the second half. Or, um, or at and, least a, a player who could you know play both ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he yeah, he has all these guys on the bench who can who will play box to box. Yeah. Uh and he puts in the one guy who does not go box to box. Yeah. I mean, we saw no Justin McMaster tonight when he's exactly. been arguably the the um most impressive mm-hmm. uh loon so far this season. Uh not just from a rookie standpoint, but just an in general. Just in general. Yeah. 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 Um so you know obviously he would I think in my opinion he would have been a good choice to come off the bench. But either way, like you said, Bridget kind of telegraphs what happens next. Um, I think Colorado sees that and they just flip it into a complete other gear, right? They yep. see that Minnesota United is playing for that point. You know, they're going to push even further to get that, uh, get that go ahead goal. And that's what happens. Free kick and price just somehow with a few different wounds <laughs> around him gets a clean header off yeah. a free kick, a beautiful header finds the back of the net, and kind of the, the, the fate was solidified mm-hmm. at that point for Minnesota mm-hmm. United. Whatever wind had not been sucked out of the sails was it was there was utterly absolutely. gone. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, another goal was uh, was uh, called back for offsides, I believe, uh, a little bit later on. Um, yes. So the wounds did stay within striking distance at three two. Obviously, we're never able to get the equalizer, and so that is where the score line stood: three to two. Colorado Rapids knock off Minnesota United. Zero oh, and three. Okay. 
you know, there's still time. Not to say there isn't still time to make up for 0-4, but that hole right. is getting to a point where it's 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 getting too deep at this point. Definitely. And especially going into a week, we now play at home Wednesday night and then another one uh, Saturday, mm-hmm. I believe. So, I mean, just to get a, a point going into a crazy week like that would have made would have made things completely different. different. Yeah. 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 Just to kind of get off the schneid there, but you still remain the only team in MLS without a points. Yep. And as, as more matches happen, kind of as you know, we, we see matches that happen tomorrow in the early part of the week, you know, there, there could be an even bigger gap between Minnesota United and the rest exactly. of the league uh, when they take the field on Wednesday. Um, so let's go to our big picture observations here. Um, second half, just an absolute massive struggle for Minnesota United to get the ball out of their own third after thoroughly dominating the second half. What, what happened here? Because this is, this to me, you, you saw the success that you had in the first half, getting out on the front foot and having Mm -hmm. that attacking attack first mindset. And then it almost felt like, okay, we're up to, to nil. Let's park the bus, which in theory is, is it's a popular and it's an understandable (laughs) strategy. But when, I guess it's when things have sort of fallen the way they have for Minnesota United, kind of like I said earlier, I think your best shot at at keeping Colorado out of the net was to kind of keep your own foot on the gas, which they did not. Right. Um, you know, just to stay in neutral is really yeah. your, your best bet. Um, yeah, just completely gave up. Like, hey, let's let's survive. We'll, you know, we'll get out of this and move on. But Mm-hmm. it's yeah it's just puzzling and i i don't understand what was happening there it's it's this something a uh, jeff Ruder i think tweeted tweeted this something about this team is just off like is there's just, yeah. they just don't have that they don't have that it factor that they've had in the last couple yep. of seasons where yep. kind of you you have you're watching them and you have that confidence that, okay, they're going to, they're going to eke out a point on the road yeah. or they're going to get that late go ahead goal to, uh, you know, to, to get three points at home. You know, they're going to be yeah. able to see out a match where they have a multi-goal lead. Like it's just, it's been kind of an opposite experience so far exactly. from a viewership and, standpoint. Um, and usually it's just, you know, you get that spark and then things turn around, Yeah, but then, you know, to finally have a up, two zero and you have that momentum and then you completely give it up. And it's one thing to say, you know, you can go into something with a chip on your shoulder and it pushes you to do better. Uh, But zero points across four games, only team with zero points. Not only is it that you can't, I mean, you can only go up from here, but at the same time, if, if going up is just a vertical jump, you know, to, clear like a 10 point gap it's i just yeah when when i looked at this team the first few games i i I kind of i gave them the benefit of the doubt because because if you were to look at their starting 11 or kind of look at their lineup as a whole and you were to look at that left side no disrespect to the guys that have been playing on the left side of minnesota united's lineup but you could basically put just a giant black hole on the left oh, side yeah. for yeah. Minnesota United's lineup, right? And so when you have that, it's really hard to make up for that, mm-hmm. right? When it, just one side of your field is just basically non-existent. Exactly. Now, 
to Adrian Heath's credit, leading up, he created a lineup and created a, a formation to mitigate those issues, putting Reynoso on the left and kind of having right. that three defensive midfield structure uh, alleviated those issues. And we saw how that went in the early going. Um, but then to lose a game in this fashion, it part of me says, okay, we've we found we found the cure, right? <laughs> So over a larger sample size, maybe this will turn, you know, maybe this will turn out to be, you know, yeah. uh, something that will be successful for them. But at the same time, you have, you have the two, two nil lead. You have the lineup that's, that's there for you. And you still manage to find a way to come out of there with zero points. Yeah. It's, just, it's, it's a little bit, like you said, it's, it's puzzling, it's baffling. And it almost seems like a complete, like, in the first half, you found the cure to the issue, but in the second half, you did everything you could to counteract the to cure. Not, exactly. Yep. And when you consider that that left side, I mean, it it worked great for a season because you really had no other option and kind of had to roll those guys out and make it work. Um, and it was fine. They could make up for that. They could live with it. It was what they needed to do, and they did it. But when it starts to fall apart, you also have to, you know, start, start changing things a little bit and understand something's not working there. Um, and for some reason, zero change whatsoever to that until tonight with, with that change moving Reynoso over, um, which was bizarre, but yeah, it, it worked. Mm -hmm. uh, and then completely threw away the game plan at yeah. half yeah, so. and you know, Cal Williams did say on the uh, on the broadcast that uh, Adrian Unu is ten days away from being available for Minnesota United, uh, which is exciting to have yeah. your main number nine there. Um, obviously, will help, but it's hard for me to sit here now. And again, maybe it's because this match is just so fresh in my mind, but it's hard for me to sit here and just say, okay, yep, one guy is going to make the difference. You have all of these guys who can score, who have scored. Uh, having one true forward come in uh, with a solid, I mean, he has a great resume, but we can say that about anyone who has come in. Uh, Reynoso was was that guy. Mm -hmm. Reynoso was the, the big reinforcement coming in at one point not too long ago. Um so to to constantly act as if you have a band-aid on the way um is not the way that you want to to play a season especially now that you're four games in and you have zero exactly. points it's yeah like if, it's, if it's like one match fine but like... a, a, yeah a, a complete wound at this point yeah. which is that's not it's not going to work uh -huh. um I want to talk about uh, a couple of the injuries. Uh, Adrian Heath did say in the uh, media availability this week that Nico Hansen and Bakai Debasi both were kind of close, but obviously not ready for tonight. Um, Debasi obviously is much needed on the back line right now, yeah. um, especially not just from a center back standpoint, but when you look at who Chase Gasper is as a player with Bakai Debasi next to him and without Bakai Debasi next to him. It's it's almost a night and day difference, and Definitely. we've talked about Chase Gasper on post loons plenty. Uh, so I don't want to I don't want to get into another another uh, one of those conversations about Chase, but uh, it, it's just. But again, 
you, you look at okay, one player, sure, yeah, we get a couple guys back. Adrian Unu comes back, um, but it's just looking at this point like the 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 formula is not working. Yeah. And bringing guys in who haven't been necessarily training or not necessarily been playing, you know, that's putting that's putting puzzle pieces together that maybe don't exactly fit because Uh you're not getting any continuity. You're not necessarily getting in, you know, getting guys in there who are are used to playing with each other. Now, over the course of the season, obviously, they'll get those minutes together. But it's it's just hard for me to believe that in in the short term, you know, these this is going to be something that immediately turns around this team. Yeah. And I mean, we, at least with Debassi, we have a sample size um, and we can point to last season and say, you know, yeah. Boxy was even better being between Metinair and Debassi. Yeah. Um, but I mean, nothing to take away from Ritala tonight. Oh, he was, Ritala has been excellent. Fantastic. This is not an indictment of him yeah. at all. Yeah. Um, he had a, he had some rough, uh, some rough minutes in, in the first match was, which yeah. is expected. But he yep. has been solid. He has done everything yeah. that Adrian Heath has asked him to do uh, yep. coming on in that role. I mean, clearing that ball off the line today, yes. tonight, yep. was fantastic. So, yeah. I mean, he is to me, as he's gone, he's gone above and beyond, and he's been excellent. Um, has he been Jose Aha level of impact? I don't know necessarily if he's been there. But, I mean, he has done everything asked of him. And so that is not necessarily an indictment of him, but the, the, cal- the, the caliber jump from right. Juka Raitala at where he is at in his career right now to uh, a, you know, a Ligun, you know, <laughs> caliber player like Bakayi Debasi, it's, it's, it's a big difference. Right. And For so sure. it, you know, again, Raitala has been great, but obviously, obviously Bakayi is going to be a much needed addition when he does return, hopefully sooner yeah. rather than later. Um, Adrian Unu obviously um, will be a benefit to Minnesota United, but by the time he's available, where will this team be? <laughs> oh, and six. One, you know, are they going to have one point, four points? Even if it is four points, that's still putting you probably last, if not next to last in the West at that point. And at that and point, how... if, you're, if you're looking at mid to late May and you're still last or next to last in the West, that's not necessarily, I don't, you know, People talk about, okay, Seattle's always had slow starts and they've come back. Yeah, slow starts for Seattle mean they've been like sixth in yeah. <laughs> late May and they've turned it around, right? And they've and um, they've given up like maybe a one-goal lead here and there. Yeah. Uh, exactly. yeah. But that's not necessarily where this Minnesota United team is. Um, and how so- fair to, no, to, to be like, hey, so – you're going to be our goal scorer. And uh, we're like 30 goals behind right now. So if you could just like, just start just scoring every match, that would be just, awesome. If you could just do that, we'll be good. We've been waiting for you. Welcome. Here you go. Here's the ball. Here's the goal. Go for it. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's just so bizarre. I mean, you've yeah. got so many guys who can score and you're not using them mm-hmm. uh, or putting them in the position to actually do well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. All right. Let's, uh, let's turn it and uh, look at something that'll make us smile and laugh a little bit. Uh, Bridget, you are now the owner uh, and operator of the eight word reaction yeah. uh, on Twitter post Minnesota United matches. 
Um, I am not on the feed right now, so I'll let you uh, give a few of your favorites so far. Then I will. Uh, I'll catch up. Oh, I mean, as I was telling you before we started recording, last match, like nine out of ten, had something to do with Heath out. Um, and tonight, sure enough, um, someone has Thomas Blackwell. I only need eight letters. H e a t h o u t. Let's see. Fire Heath. Fire Heath. Fire Heath. Fire Heath. Hey, Alicia. Um, <laughs> uh, I would like us to win games soon. Me too, Alicia. Me too. <laughs> yes. I foolishly had hope that was my mistake. Austin, oh. we feel you. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's the tone. Of yeah. every single one of these so far. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I've I've not never I've not necessarily ever been in that camp. Um personally. Um I can I can understand it, but at this point it's it's kind of hard not to think that that seat under Heath is yeah. pretty hot right now. Yeah. Uh, considering the starts. Now it's it's interesting to see where this team goes from here because if this team ends up in Western Conference purgatory where maybe they finish 10th, 9th, you know, will mm-hmm. that be enough to keep a job? Um, is that worse than, I wouldn't say tanking because I don't ever, you know, that's, that's not necessarily an MLS thing, but would that be worse than finishing near the bottom and sort of need, seeing that you need to make wholesale changes? You know, that's that's something that's going to be interesting to look at as to in terms of where this team actually finishes and how that impacts decisions that are made moving forward. Definitely. I mean, where do you where do you draw the line? It's one thing to say that it it does take time. I understand that. So uh, the three year plan, I think, was understandable Mm -hmm. because you can't just throw things together. Um, and expect it to, to come off right away. Not everybody is going to be in Atlanta or in LAFC or, um, and, and we don't want to get into debating those. Um, steady increases are good. Uh, yeah. But when you're looking at, you know, constantly saying you need two to three more players and you just haven't had the time to, to do what you wanted, we're, we're on year five now and we're, and we're looking at zero points out of four games. Mm-hmm. Um, so something, something's off and it's probably not the players. If you consider the turnover that you've had over the five, five years. Yeah. And just looking at just the second half tonight, mm-hmm. just decisions that were made or weren't made rather in yeah. terms of, positioning in terms of mm-hmm. um you know the f- philosophy and the the attitude that your team is going to take out onto the pitch yeah the you know you're in colorado at altitude you know maybe a need for fresh <laughs> legs there yeah you know? and again the substitution thing has been you know beat to absolute death when you're talking about you know supporters versus heath on that. <laughs> right. so, yeah uh, i don't necessarily yeah. want to get in too much of a diatribe on that but that's just a few of the things that have you know it's been a, it's been almost like a kind of eye roll over the first few years mm-hmm. because of the success that this team has had 2019, right. especially last year. Yep. But when you see it kind of impacting the win loss record, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Then that that's when it starts to become 
less of an eye roll and more of what we've seen in the eight word reactions tonight. Yeah. It'll be interesting yeah. to see where this team goes from here. Um, let's look at uh, what's coming up. Um, Wednesday, May 12th at home against Vancouver. Um, that's going to be 8 o'clock on Valley Sports North Plus. Um, still be looking at, um, I believe, attendance restrictions for uh, these next two home matches. Yep. Um, and I think, though, the plan would be in June to sort of kind of go along with what the state is doing and sort of increase those capacity restrictions. Um, because after, after the next Saturday, which is another home match at FC Dallas, seven o'clock on Valley sports, North plus and CW twin cities, you get a two week off period and you actually get almost a month, more than a month until your next home match. Yeah. So that will allow sort of uh, the organization to come together with local health officials and kind of make that plan in terms of increasing that capacity. But just too quickly here to do that, given all these home games happening in such a short period of time. But again, Wednesday versus Vancouver, next Saturday at home against FC Dallas. Um, you know, I, I hate I hate to say it like this, but an, an opportunity to turn things around with two home <laughs> matches. Um, Van, Vancouver, I see, is very winnable. Um, yeah. obviously, um, and then FC Dallas has always, uh, or Minnesota United's always played FC Dallas well. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's, you know, when looking at this with trying to look at this with, uh, you know, a completely kind of clear lens here, you know, you could see, you should be able to see two wins, but after these first four matches, sort of looking you, back on that, you should be. It's hard. <laughs> it's hard to picture it happening. It's just hard to picture this team coming out with three points at this point. It's, yeah. It's, it's hard to even posit what the game plan could be. I mean, we could be looking at a, a turnaround where this is finally the thing where these guys say, "Look, we." We had a whole two goal lead. We almost did it. We we gave it up late, uh, but not even late. But considering the difference in tone from this match compared to the others, uh, it was a breath of fresh air. And maybe that's what they need. Uh, maybe they just needed to get that those two goals in, um, proof to themselves that they can do it. And maybe that's what it takes. Or maybe. Maybe it's back Maybe to the same old the last the, three games. Further down the ditch here. We'll, we <laughs> yep. will see. Yeah, We will see. Well, we promised you a shorter edition of Post Loons, being that it's late. We're, what, 11.40 p.m. Uh, and considering that what we saw tonight, while different, was a little bit more of the same, um, that will do it for us here. Uh, Bridget McDowell, uh, I want you to sort of uh, take this opportunity to kind of plug where people can find you, where they can read what you're doing, where they can listen to what you're doing and kind of uh, everything that I do, because you do such great work. So I want to make sure people Thank know. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm on Twitter at BC McDowell. Um, Switch the Pitch is on Twitter at Switch the Pitch and the number one. Um, but it's all a group of women writing about soccer, MLS. Uh, we focus on MLS. Uh, hopefully someday we'll kind of branch into doing a little bit more. Um, got some N NWSL coverage as well. Uh, so look for that ahead this, these next couple weeks. Um, but yeah, we're just trying to bring a, a different perspective of things and 
look at soccer a little bit differently. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're just having some fun this season aside from the results. I mean, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. all in all, it's been a fun season in MLS. It like, really has, every yeah. goal yeah. has been seemingly fantastic and there's actually yeah. been, I don't want to say like an increase in quality of play. Cause I don't want to necessarily say that like quality of play has been bad in MLS before. Right. But I don't know. It just seems like, especially with expansion clubs being as successful as they've been with Nashville yeah. and now Austin, it's just, it's a fun time to be an MLS fan, even if it's not necessarily yeah. a fun time to be a Minnesota United fan. right now. It's, I mean, any game that you turn on this season is going to be fun. Even if, you know, you can find the most neutral game where you don't care. You don't even know who players are. And uh, this year they, They've been fun so far, so Excellent. it's it'll it'll be a cool season. Even, you know, even if you're getting frustrated with Minnesota, uh, just just turn on a random MLS game and and it's entertaining. So yeah, it'll be a, it'll be a breath of fresh air not to uh, have such an emotional investment necessarily. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Enjoy I watched, watching uh, soccer. I watched Inter Miami and I uh, watched Nashville. Nashville and Miami was Nashville and Miami. It might have been Nashville. Yeah. I watched the game like last Sunday, and I was like, "Oh, I can actually like just be able to relax, and nice. watch this, <laughs> and like enjoy it for what it is, and not necessarily worry about what's happened or what yep. could happen." It's, I watched. Or, I watched L.A. today, the Derby, and I like mm-hmm. I never really enjoyed watching either team, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to sit down and watch this, yep. and had some fun. It was cool. <laughs> it's a fun. It's a fun year in MLS for sure. Um, read all about it uh, at Switch the Pitch One on Twitter. Bridget McDowell at BC McDowell on Twitter um, does excellent work with her Minnesota United coverage over there. Uh, Bridget, thank you so much. I say Thanks this every. It's been such a reoccurring theme with all my guests, but I always say, <laughs> next time I have you on, hopefully we can talk about a Minnesota United win. But it just seems like <laughs> lip service at this point. So. At least we um, had some fun goals to talk about this time. Right? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> hey, baby steps. Got to crawl before you walk, Bridget. Yep. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you to everybody who's watching and who's listening on the podcast feed. Uh, we will be back uh, Wednesday night uh, after the match against Vancouver. Uh, this has been Post Loons presented by Ninth Street Soccer and Coffee. Thank you so much.